Welcome to Mirror Finish, the official podcast of Great Lakes Stainless, episode one. Uh, I'm Paul Campana, and I'm joined as always by the disarmingly attractive Travis J. Dalloway and the man across the desk, the man who signs all our paychecks, the one, the only Mike DeBryan. How are we doing, fellas? Great. No? Very good. Your season he is very disarmingly attractive. Yeah, disarmingly. Right. Yeah. You don't realize you it at first. first. <laughs> you don't realize it at first. At first, it's like, eh. after yeah. that, yeah. start to grow on you. Okay. Right. He's, like, right. he's got a good personality. For a while. Yeah, after. after a while. Yeah. <laughs> What's a J stand for? It's, there's no middle name. It's just a J. Same as my dad's. No cool story for my middle name. No? No, it sucks. No. This yeah. is a podcast about stories. and yeah, that's right. One down. Yeah, one down. Sorry. Check that <laughs> yeah, one off your list. This kind of sounds like my college career. Not really much studying, just a J. <laughs> <laughs> Travis, what do you do here? Uh, I uh, do everything, Paul. Yeah. A little bit of everything. Uh, my official business title or official title is uh, New Business Development and uh, head up the estimating department here. That's a hell of a title. It's a hell of a job. <laughs> hey, Mike, you came up with those titles, didn't you, when we redid the website? Yeah, I, uh, I riffed out most of those. Yeah, nice. exactly. So. Yeah, mine's uh, Critical Account Manager and Material Control. Yes, correct. That sounds like an expensive position. It does, right? Yeah. Right. Well, I, that's uh, you know the number one thing I do when I can't afford to give someone a raise is at least give them a really the nice title. title. There you yeah. go. Yeah. 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 You, if you don't good. believe me, you can ask Dan. I did that. I was like, well, <laughs> I can't give you any more money, but I am making you a vice president. Fills, so. that, fills that hole yeah, that's inside right. yeah. you. Yeah. Uh-huh. The need for acceptance. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> How long have you been here, Travis? Uh, almost four years. Nice. So not that long, really. No? No. Well, I've been here last, so. That's true. That's true. And where'd you work at before? I worked at a small company in Traverse City called OptiTown. Mm. I believe you're familiar, Paul. I believe I am. <laughs> yeah, I think we, we were both there for, what, seven years? Well, seven years together. Yeah, almost seven. And then, uh, yeah. And then I think the way it worked was uh, I delivered your last paycheck, and I happened to drop off my resume at the same time. And Mike, you gave me a tour. I remember that. Yeah, no, I remember being there. I remember you coming in mm-hmm. to drop off the resume and the yeah. paycheck, and that's Curious of desperation. Was, oh yeah. man, this is a little curious. What was, what was going on at the, uh, you know, a good company across town, Optidemp? But um, yeah, showed you around the shop, and lo and behold, some opportunities present themselves a few months later. I remember that because I was actually in a conference room refinancing my mortgage when Travis texted me, and we had just talked about like my job information, and then Travis texted me, and I'm like, or he says, uh, "You still looking?" I was like, oh, shit, look at this. <laughs> it delayed the, me starting here delayed the refi by like three or four months, but totally worth it. So. <laughs> Good. That was all. And Mike, you're president? Is that the, the official title? That is what it says on my business card, correct. Just president? doesn't have any? No. No? Right. No, no elaboration on that. Okay, one El Presidente might have El Presidente, been a right, there. yeah. I need like El Jefe, but uh, El Jefe, El Conquistador, <laughs> the old Bob and Tom skit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you've been here since '06, I think. That's great. Yeah. Nice. July one, two thousand six. That's when I started. So. July first. Yep. Nice. You started in the in the shop. You started in finishing. Or yep, I started in finishing. Yeah, I remember Rob Artie. He was running the shop. He got a little ticked at uh, at Terry because I was out there grinding on tubs for two days before he realized that I was the uh, "Quote unquote son-in-law." Ah, he's like you didn't tell me he was. Uh, I actually treated him good. No, yeah. 
Would have pushed you to the ground. It would have pushed you to the ground, yeah. No, I didn't really change. Yeah, that was great. It was, uh, you know, one of the best things uh, Terry could have done bringing me on board is not drop me into the office right away, but put mm-hmm. me out on the shop floor because I learned a lot from about the processes, the things that are on out there, um, so I could understand a little bit about the business. Uh, you know, I could understand some things about welding because I didn't have a, a manufacturing or a shop background uh, coming into the company. The other thing that was most valuable was meeting all the guys out there in the shop. And um, oh, that makes sense. Get kind of a repertoire with them to begin with. Yeah, exactly. And who's the new suit? Kind of right. Yeah. Yep. And so they could because uh, you know a lot of the folks came from Northern Stainless, and so That's right. there was a to say there would be a va- there was for some time a vast amount of suspicion and uh, you know low expectations of what would happen with bringing in a son-in-law. <laughs> uh, totally reasonable. Is that what happened in Northern? Was kind of a, a uh, no. I don't know. No, I don't know how much there was there, but it was not a healthy management situation. Um, quite frankly, when I got here, it wasn't a very healthy management situation either. Uh, that's probably the biggest thing I got is when I went out in the shop and spent three months out there with those guys working and learning with them. When I finally got back in the office and the management saying, "Ah, oh, those guys, a bunch of dumbasses out there, screw you. I'm like, well, there certainly are some dumbasses here. <laughs> Most of them aren't in the shop. Yeah. So, uh, and really, you know, quite frankly, at that point, the, you know, the, the guys that were here, the management did a great job of uh, growing the company the size it was. It was just starting to get a little bigger than... Um, than they could handle at that point. So, um, you know, things things work themselves out uh, as they do, uh, fortunately, for the best. And, um, you know, we've been working on our, uh, what now we realize is our mission for Girls for Good, mm-hmm. you know, pretty much since then. That's sure. kind of the spirit that Terry, and Terry had going into the company and that, uh, you know, I kind of picked up and helped develop and refine, finally articulate a couple of years ago. So. Right on. Right. I love it when you uh, mess up the word articulate. <laughs> articulate. That's, that's appropriate. It's appropriate, yeah. 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 Right. yeah. Now, but when you came here, you started in welding? My first couple of days was actually spent in finishing, oh, grinding tubs. Sense. I realized how terrible I was at grinding tubs <laughs> when I had been working on one for about three hours. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's <laughs> and, a long time. And uh, I was trying to get it just right, and... Davis, one of the, our former finishers, came over and started grabbing tubs, and I noticed he was knocking them out in about 40 minutes. <laughs> so that's when I realized maybe I wasn't great at finishing, um, but I was going to try. And then, thankfully, thankfully, I got moved into the welding. Well, yeah. now you did you did welding at OptiTemp, too, right? Yep, I did fabrication at OptiTemp, TIG welding there as well. And then you did welding even before that, too, right? Yeah, yeah, I... Uh, I learned to weld when I was probably 20, 21, and so I've always done it off and on. I've never really had a job as a fabricator or anything like that, but it was always part of my work and, you know, part of my job description or part of my responsibilities of most of the jobs I've had. Now, you were out in Utah at the time? Yeah. When you learned? So, okay. Yeah. So, you you went to NMC here, right? Nope. No, you didn't go to NMC. Oh, I did. Not for welding. Yeah. Oh, not for NMC welding. here. Okay. Then I then I moved to Utah and that's where I learned to weld was out there and uh, went to I can't remember the name of the community college to get my welding certifications out there. Okay, I didn't know you were certified. Oh, was in another for welding. In I another know you're state. certified. In another state. Yeah. What uh, what company did you work for out in Utah? I worked for a company called Arnco, 
Arnco West. They're actually based out of Elyria, Ohio, and they manufactured uh, HDPE high density polyethylene oh, duct for burying cable. A lot of fiber optic. You see the big reels of cable on the side of the road. Oh, yeah. That's what they make there. It's plastic plastic extrusion. And I was on the maintenance department or ended up on the maintenance department there and just ended up being a fabricator essentially in their maintenance department. I've never been at Detail. Have you ever been out there? Uh, I'm pretty sure I've been in the state. I know I've been in the state of Utah. But you have stuff because it's one of the four corner states, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah so I've at least put my foot in Utah. Put your foot in Utah. Yeah. But you're always talking about snowboarding and going down downstate to the parks and yeah, yeah. The southern the parks in the southern area, Bryce Canyon, things like that, Zion National Park. Oh yeah, I've been to Bryce and Zion. So. Yeah, all that, and and I lived in Salt Lake, so I was up closer to the Wasatch Mountain Range and things like that. Okay. So I used to go there a lot. Is it really different from? Like northern to southern part of the state, as far as like geography. Yeah, yeah. yeah the the southern part of the state is much more of a desert type at, type atmosphere. Okay. Or up by Salt Lake, you get more trees and things like that. The further north you get. Okay. And you live right in the city. Mm-hmm. How was that? Like, as I know now, you're out. Oh, I mean. Yeah, by, I live in the boonies now. Yeah. <laughs> I I really liked it. I mean, yeah. you know, I was young, so young, and I was a musician, so I was always going to see live music. I was, you know close to all the establishments where you could imbibe and there you go. hear live music, play live music. But so, bar, bars work different over there than they do here, right? Something yeah, about, like, I don't know uh, how much different it is now. Back then, they were mostly private clubs for members, Okay. which Utah had the Clean Air Act before Michigan did, so there was, there was no smoking in public buildings there. So to get around that, it was a private club for members only, right. which... If you paid the cover charge, you were a temporary you member. member. <laughs> or you could spend $20 and get a yearly membership. So, Oh, shit. Man. And so basically, totally the, worth it. the girl at the door taking your money was your sponsor for the night. Uh, you know, your membership sponsor for the night. Wow, that's... Hmm. That's, that's, how, you, that's how you work with Lucas. When, when we, went, we went to Virus, I just remember, um, depending on what time you got, you could pretty much tell the time. It was kind of like a sundial, except for more of a smoke dial. Yeah. Where, uh, uh, you know, the, yeah. the level of the uh, <laughs> yeah. smoke. Yeah. Like, wow, we must be getting towards closing because uh, uh, I can only breathe if I sit down. Yeah, oh, exactly. So, no, I, I really liked it out there. It's uh, Everybody's really nice. Good Mor- t- the Mormons are nice people. Are they? Yes. I've heard that. Yes, I've heard that. Good town for music? Oh, it's actually. It's a really mm-hmm. good music scene out there. Yeah. Better than here? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, way better. Yeah. There's more people. Uh, yeah, that's true. A little more densely populated, a little more... I don't know. Yeah. Young kids growing up in Mormon households had a lot of angst when they moved out. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. It's like Pandora's box out yep. there. It was, basically. So, no, it's it a great town, though. Really nice. Like and all three of us actually play guitar. Yes, we do. It's true. Uh-huh. And you've, uh, in fact, I've got one right here if you guys want to hear it. I'm just <laughs> kidding. We'll sing along. There you go. Free pop- yeah, I, was, I was thinking about yeah. that, bringing my, uh, bringing my acoustic again. So if, this, if it's more than five seconds, I'm going to break into some. <laughs> like... <laughs> Mediocrely executed. You're gonna play uh, Wonderwall. Said, oh Wonderwall. God, uh, be that, yes, that, I will. that dick in college that <laughs> sat yeah. under a tree and just played choruses of songs. We didn't really know the whole song. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, I think we all knew a guy like that. I think yeah. I, was, I think I was the guy like that for yeah. a little bit. Yeah, I didn't play. I didn't play guitar in college. I didn't start playing guitar until after college. So. Oh okay. Yeah, my roommate taught me like second year I was or first year I was there. Not, well, he wasn't my roommate. The roommate I had freshman year was a dick, and I didn't want to talk to him at all. He had, he had the, the dude, 
his shoes, he duct taped his shoes together. Like, that's fine, but I have never smelled. You mean to, to keep them together? Yeah. Oh, I thought like, you meant, like, duct tape. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> when he hopped around no, campus? No, no. That's weird. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> but he, um, he duct taped. Yeah, yeah, to keep them together. But I've never smelled anything like that in my life. Yeah. It's awful. And I have six-year-old twins, and the shit that has come out of them and their diapers is nothing compared to this guy's feet. Yeah, my cousin my cousin was a drywaller. I remember he came up to Traverse City once and he some stayed at her house and his his feet were just really? I mean we made him keep the shoes outside and that was only like partially effective because his feet were also inside those shoes. Yeah. That was off. I just remember that. So it's a pretty visceral memory. Actually. You gotta wash those things with soap and water. Feet? Yeah. 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 I think feet. I think yeah. he might have needed some uh, exfoliators. Uh, actually yeah uh, Cheese grater. Yeah. yeah, well, we didn't need to go there. Bon, thanks yeah, thanks nice. for thanks for taking us down there. That's road. right. You know, lunch is in a couple hours. If you uh-huh. forget yeah. about it by then. Appreciate yeah. that. Oh, God. Yeah, but you, you're you mostly... Looking forward to our next podcast, which will be Travis and Michael. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're mostly in electric, right? Yeah, mainly I play acoustic too yeah. sometimes, but uh, yeah, mainly electric. And you, you have an electric? Yeah, because you've got the... I've got the... Um, got Strat, right? Custom designed, laser cut pick guard nice. for my China built Fender Squire. Nice. Who cut that? Who cut that? Uh, Some little boy named Ching Chao. Oh, okay. Oh, you mean the? I mean the, the pick guard. But yeah, yeah. No, we can. Oh, we can, yeah. oh, we can talk about child labor. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, who laser uh, cut that? That would be uh, Mr. Kirk, Captain Kirk. Nice. Captain yeah. Kirk. Is that is that his nickname out there? It's been, been mentioned, yeah. I'm not much from nicknames, but no. on the podcast, I'm trying to be a little catchier at him. So. <laughs> well, that was for samples for Cavaliers. Cavaliers. Yeah, yeah project we got the Cleveland Cavaliers, yep, and there's a couple left over. I thought that pattern's way too cool to let go to waste. So. Are they are they ending up wanting copper? For I think we're doing both. I think we're going to do spatine and most likely we'll end up, I, don't, I wish we knew what they wanted, but uh, yeah. some of it's copper, almost for sure. The exterior panels and stuff will all be that um, etched, uh, routed copper, and then um, I'm pretty sure they're going to go with routed steel with a patina on it that's for cool. some of the doors and stuff. So Yeah, yeah that's a cool pattern. I got to get, yeah, you gave me the other one. You got one too, right? No, 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 you're doing, uh, you're doing a copper one. I do want to do copper. For which one? What guitar are you playing on? I don't know. We're talking about uh, pick guards for strats, and uh, we had a great idea. We had this cool pattern, so we uh, Mike made a pick guard for his guitar, so we thought we'd better do the same thing because we don't want him to have anything that we don't have. <laughs> uh, no, I have a purple Stratocaster. I'd like to put a copper pick guard on. Nice. Yeah. So, so how many guitars do you have? Uh, I don't know. It's including acoustics? Yeah. Including basses? No, guitars. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, you say that in the wrong room. Oh, yeah, including bass. I've got around like eight or nine as well. Oh, that's not bad. And plus a banjo. Oh, is it, that was your granddad's? Yeah, it's my grandfather's nice. banjo. Yep. You play it? Not yet. I've <clears throat> pulled it out a couple times to try to mess around with it. I'm just going to wait until when I'm real depressed and kind of old and so want to sit out on my porch, and then I'm going to learn to play the banjo. Oh, man, yes. my neighbor, Chris Gibbons, Grand Rapids, their houses were about five feet apart. Okay. And that is one persevering dude. Yeah. <laughs> no air conditioning. All summer long. Houses five feet apart. And he was determined to learn the banjo. Did he? Ever? Eventually. Eventually. 
over a very long period of time. It's like, well, Chris, what you lack in talent, you make up for perseverance. Nice. Dedication. I wish I could remember some of the banjo jokes. Paul and I used to work with a guy. His name was Doug. Oh, yeah. Uh, Doug was an excellent woodworker. Why yes. he was building chillers, I'll never know. I mean, the guy built his own kayaks. Oh, they were gorgeous. The mahogany. I went with him out on Green Lake once. Uh-huh. There was literally not one person that was within earshot that didn't compliment him on those things. Yeah. 18-foot yeah. mahogany yeah. kayaks. Within earshot, you could hear it? Well, if they, if they knew we could hear them, they would compliment us. Ah, uh, gotcha. Yeah. yeah, they were beautiful. Doug, Doug is a banjo player, and he, he was always trying to get me to go. This is before I even had a banjo. But he would go to banjo camp every year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> not kidding. It was like a four- or five-day retreat. Yep. Wasn't it's it? all banjo players, and he would come back with the best banjo jokes in the world. Oh, God, what were they? Oh, what, there's one about a banjo player knocking at the door or something like that. I don't I know remember. what it is. Good That's, story, though. Yeah. Without yeah. any jokes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Remember the jokes next yeah. time. Yeah. yeah, he was. Well, he built his own camp. banjo. He built his own fiddle. Yep. He built those flutes. Yeah, he's making wooden Indian flutes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. yeah. They were like layered cedar with like maple and walnut and mm-hmm. purple heart and and then yeah he was just i mean we've we've talked about this before that he just he he loved to play off that he was just like dumb and clueless but i really think he was an evil genius because he would he would figure out what would get people what would set people off and then he would just casually walk by and make a seemingly random comment that would just Pissed them off. He was. It was beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> it was just like there was just like he was just lighting a fuse, but the fuse was long enough to where he'd be gone for hours. <laughs> for hours. Yeah. And then it would hit him. Yeah. Just kind of think about it. Then they'd be mad for like three weeks. Yeah. And they, yeah. He'd play off rivalries in the shop. He knew who hated who, and he'd just walk up and say, "Hey, man, sounds like this guy got uh, got some more vacation, huh? It's weird." And just walk away. Holy cow. Oh, it was it was beautiful. Yeah. Oh. But yeah, I never. He's so talented. Yeah. Know? But I guess if we well, made those paddles too, those big. Yeah. Oars canoe or paddles. Canoe paddles, yep. and it's like he just. I think okay. it's one of those things where if it was a job for him, he would not wouldn't like it anymore. He wouldn't enjoy it. He's got. Uh, I can tell you that guy has two things that I don't have. One is a tremendous amount of talent, and the other is a tremendous amount of time. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's just it. Yeah, like, wow, that'd be fun. I wonder if I try that. And then think about how much time. Like, yeah, I get a tremendous amount of grief for twenty minutes of waxing my skis at night. So. <laughs> <laughs> and you can still ski because it's still snowing, even though it's April sixth. Yes. Did you cross country then? Is that? Yep. Yeah. It's wonderful. Get in shape. Huh? Yeah, it's amazing how quick it goes. And ski for three weeks, snow comes back. I was like, holy cow! This is way more work than I remember. It. <laughs> yeah. No shit. We just kind of got off of uh, company-wide the weight loss challenge. Yeah. That, that mm-hmm. Megan sponsored. I don't know how company-wide it was. We had like, what, 10, 12 people, didn't we? Yeah. Like that. Yeah. So, let's see. Dwayne has kind of managed to keep it off. He, he has. He's yeah, he's a winner, Dwayne. Even if uh, his initial uh, motivation was a bit specious. I don't even know if I'm using that word right. I just heard it's it good. once. And yeah. Is it good? Is that yeah. Yeah, nice. it is. Yeah, he's kind of managing to keep it off. I see him eating the tuna fish right out of the can. Drinking yeah. a lot of water. Unlike me, I have... Uh, Fall right off the wagon? Oh, yeah, I gained eight of the 12 pounds I lost back there. <laughs> well, you weren't my wife, my wife said to me, oh, sweetly, 
<laughs> yeah. the other night. Yeah. You gain weight faster than anybody I know. <laughs> nice. Thanks. Thanks. Great. Right. Yeah. It's like watching somebody blow up a balloon. You <laughs> <laughs> sit here and watch your stomach. I can watch your like. I, uh, I I really like doing the the weight loss challenge. I think it was uh, it was really good for a lot of people. I think I think one of my favorite parts about it was uh, fat shaming. <laughs> yeah, even Todd was going at it pretty. Oh, much. it was so great. You know, you could just I could call Todd fat every day. I would shame him whenever I'd see him eat everything. You, you know, eat, you can eat all that again. Yeah, I think that was the best part for me. It was yeah. just fat shaming. Sure. You know. So, uh, Mike, you lost 12. How many did you lose? I think I was like 10 or something 10? like that. 10 or 11, I think. Yeah, I think I lost like five. I, I started slipping back down the slope like three weeks ago. I just kept gaining a pound a week or something like that. That's all portion control for me. I just, like tacos or something like that, I'm done. Yeah. Or pizza. Oh, yeah, I did. I can't. I was doing two things. One, I was doing a really good job of, uh, you know, staying away from any meat and cheese, really, you know, mm-hmm. and that's immensely helpful. Um, and also training for cross country ski races does not hurt. No, no, hell no. Spending two hours doing the best cardiac cardio <laughs> yeah. and whole body exercise in the world. Uh, yeah. yeah, but I know you, you know, kettlebells, and I know I'm yep. when when I quote have time, I I really like them too. But you were getting into like the more of the complicated, like the what you call them, flows, kettlebell flows, things like that. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. It's like it's that. basically liturgical dancing with a kettlebell. That's yes, what, it is. That's, yeah. what, that's what Travis yep. does. I yeah. just picture him. Exactly. Yes, prancing. I've got a whole soundtrack. I've got a, a Spotify playlist. Oh, what's on it? Tell me, there's like '80s metal. No, 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 no. It's uh, there's a little bit of Yanni. Okay, a little bit of Enya. Uh, Enya, I've got two on there from Zamfir. I don't know if you're Whoa. familiar with them. Pan yeah, flute? The, the pan flute, yeah. yeah. Yep. Celine Dion. Yep. My heart goes on. Yeah, I usually save that for my big finish. We're still talking about cowbell? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately. Uh, yeah. uh, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, but no, I, that's a really good cardio workout, too, cowbell. Yeah, it's a good cardio workout. I like it because I can just do it right in my living room or mm-hmm. my porch or my yard. Yeah. yeah, no, I drive uh, 20 minutes each way every morning at 5 a.m. But you get, my sport, you so. get to wear tights when you do yours. That yes, is a big bonus. Uh, yeah. You wear the, yep. the spandex? Uh-huh. It looks like the Michelin Man out for a ski. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> it does. I'm out there with the rest of these, you know, six and a half foot tall, 150 pound athletes mm-hmm. thinking, yeah. I have clearly misplaced myself in the sport, but I do love it. <laughs> well, that's like when you go to the any freaking ski resort and you know you're struggling not to die and there's like six-year-olds just zooming around you like it's no problem it's like oh you little bastards yeah but when you're six you don't have that fear though that's true you or know? the fragility that comes with yeah true. middle age yeah, yeah. They take their bones are still real soft mm-hmm. yeah. you can yeah. throw them out a window <laughs> not i'm not promoting against the wall never done it but just not saying that but just saying yeah. If I were to throw a grown man against the wall versus a child, the grown man would probably have more broken bones. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Or, or uh, at least some temporary. Can you discomfort. edit that out? <laughs> I definitely. Can you edit that I'll, out? I'll post? take it out for sure. I'm not going to do that. <laughs> All right. Now and uh, now, 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 now is when I grab the acoustic guitar and oh, yeah. get into the. Uh, Seems there's a lull in the conversation. Mm, uh, there's a lull in the conversation. Have you heard my rendition of uh, Dust in the Wind? Oh my god! Or Wonderwall. That's yeah. Wonderwall's the that's the uh, 
Yeah. I, I haven't been to many open mic nights. So, so the nice thing about Wonderwall is at least you know the song. The song that I would play you, you're like, well, that's really slow and depressing, and I never I've heard it before. I've never heard that. That's best for for crowds. Yeah, best for depressing. Play shit nobody knows. Yeah. Nobody knows. That's yeah. also kind of slow and depressing. Yeah. Like, yeah. like I don't think anybody uh, sees the guy coming on stage. You like an open mic night, just him and his acoustic. You're like, oh, <laughs> crap, crap. You know, we did this. I was at. Uh, um, it was this. It was really one of these experiences that you have where you don't really know what you're going to when you get there, and when you get there, it's like something so profoundly unexpected. I can't even tell you. So I okay. was friends with uh, Matt and Willie, Chris Wilson down in Grand Haven, and they were like, "Hey, we went up somewhere in Nuevo County." They were like, "Yeah, there's like this this music thing, like this campground, and some people get together. It's like a private campground or something." I'm like, yeah okay, whatever, we all like playing guitar and stuff together. So we drive up there, and we're driving up into past Whitehall and out into the woods, and we're getting into the backwoods, and then, like, more of the backwoods, and then okay. you start thinking about that movie Deliverance a lot. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Ended up on this two-track, I and mean, we were going on this two, like this two-track. You start to see signs for this thing, and I, I wish I could remember what it was called, but, I mean, we were out in B, F, E, yeah. and you pull in, and sure enough, it is... I mean, it's not developed because we're out there. There's no electricity, nothing. But it's a pretty sizable, I mean, sizable private campground. Okay. With all these people out there, really cool people, and it's all about music and everything. And then at night, they fire up some generators and have this big stage up there. Okay. And then it's kind of like the open mic. Just people go out there and jam. And, I mean, wow. you it's a pretty good museum. And then these, these, so I, the point of the story is why I've thought of it is these, like, these kids get up there, these young kids, kind of punk looking. And I remember turning around and saying to Matt, I'm like, oh boy, there this ought to be good. Yeah. And they blew us away. Yeah. Blew us away. <laughs> Phenomenal. Unbelievable musicians. I remember that was the first time I saw uh, Green Sky Bluegrass. Okay, they were yeah. there playing. Yeah. Oh, I mean, wow. Yeah, no, this wasn't like, this wasn't the amateur hour at all. So was uh, it, was it all bluegrass or was it all different kinds of music? It was kind of around that theme. Okay. Yeah, kind of bluegrass yeah. and but not yeah. not all that stuff. I don't know. There was, you know, my I have more of the uh, emotional memories and actual specific memories mm. for me. I wonder why. Yeah, that's right. Oh, oh, music does that. Yeah, so yeah. music does yeah, that too. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yep. sure. There's no yeah. nothing else involved. No. no, I've never done an open mic night. You ever done? Oh my god. Yeah. So one yeah. other funny thing from there. So we got there. Don't know what we're doing, and um, I think I must have been just married at the time. So we got there. Obviously, this is a, a pretty uh, you know hippie setting. Sure. I get up there, and I and I go to the campground. I'm like, oh, son of a gun! I realize I literally still have the tag on the sh- shirt I'm wearing, like a brand new shirt. <laughs> I still got the tag. I'm like, you could not be more out of place right now. Oh like, my trying God. to surreptitiously like rip the brand new tag off my uh, new, new Gap T-shirt or whatever. Gap to oh, corporate boy. Yeah. Yes, right. You know. Oh, yeah. oh. oh man. Probably yeah, man. I just that was just funny. I was just like. I mean, I don't really know where it's going. Wanted to look nice, sure. You know, sure. Yeah. My polo. Oh, it's really have a polo. Yeah. No, it was it wasn't oh, quite sure. that bad. It was pretty bad though. That I literally, I was like, I still have that. I felt it back there. I'm like, oh my, paid for that shirt. Like the corporate monkey, the size yeah. sticker yeah. on it. Like, You're making it out of burlap sack. One of these things doesn't look like the other. <laughs> yeah. So what? What are some open mic nights you've done around here in Utah? Or? 
Yeah, Utah and around here, just with different bands that I've played in. You okay. Know, if there's an open mic night, I no, I've never gotten up on an open mic just on solo acoustic stuff. Okay. Yeah, there's most of the time I couldn't afford enough alcohol to get <laughs> yeah, up there right. by myself and do it. Which uh, I, I picture, I picture well, Travis at an open mic like like uh, Michael J. Fox playing the rocking out on the guitar at the end of yeah. the fifty scene where everybody's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> what the hell? Are yeah, you yeah, doing? Playing, playing, playing in that band with Chuck Berry's cousin. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Marvin, Marvin, Marvin Barry. Marvin, yeah. yeah, they're all loving it until yeah. he just goes nuts and starts shredding the crap out of it. Everybody's Kicking like, ramps. Yeah. yeah, everybody at the end is kind of like, uh. And it looked like he was really playing that too. It really did. He did learn that though. There did he is, really? yes. He uh, was at Coldplay just like a couple years ago. They brought him up on stage and he played Johnny B. Good. Wow. With Coldplay, yeah, for real. Look it up. He learned to play that song, but wasn't that also the um, the guitar that he played in the movie? Technically, wasn't invented until after the movie took yeah. place or something like yeah. that. It was like a '57 Gibson, but the movie was in '55 or something like that. Yeah. But no, he did learn to play it. And he's like, apparently his Parkinson's like disappears when he plays guitar. Hmm. Wow. That's interesting that you won't, or you were saying you basically didn't have enough alcohol in you to go up solo. Yeah, but, yeah. So being with the band. Being with the band, yeah. No, I, I could totally hide behind a drummer or a bass there player. You, go. you know? Okay. That's way you, easier to do. You've been playing in bands for 20 plus years, right? Yeah, since I was like 16. So, okay, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so over 20 years. Over 20 years. So... But stage fright is still kind of a thing? Or Not necessarily stage fright. I, I just <clears throat> never got comfortable going on stage by myself to do something. No, right on. You know, definitely more comfortable with a band because, sure. you know, you the chances are that, you know, if somebody's going to screw up, I'd rather it be one of them. Yeah. You know, and so if, if there's four of them, if there's a 25% chance ah. it's going to be me. If it's just me, there's a 100% chance somebody screws up. It's going to be me. So I'm just going to play the odds. You're a math minor. Does those statistics hold up? I quit paying attention when he started talking about that part of it. (laughs) You ever done an open mic night? Ever just go up and... No. How long have you been playing? Well, for a while. I didn't really pick it up. Uh, I didn't really... I just kind of fooled around a little bit with it until, right? well, it was 2013 when my dad died some reason that spurred me into really picking it up and getting after it. Sure, like I think that. it was at that point that I found a found the apps with all the chords. Yeah. And have mm-hmm. the revelation that I already knew most of the chords to all the songs I wanted to play. Just had to put them uh, together. So that was pretty yeah. encouraging yeah. actually. Yeah, when I was I was wondering I had a big poster that had God, I don't know, a hundred chords or something right. like that. And I just sat on my bed in my dorm room and just played them and went back and forth between them and Right. Just did that for hours and stuff. So, so that was ended up kind of being like an emotional outlet for you then, the the guitar. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was because there was a song that I heard and got stuck in my head at the time, and so um, I uh, rewrote the words to it. And oh, learned cool! The, learned the chords to it and actually sang that at his funeral. So, oh wow! Yeah, what song Dan, was it? Dan played. Uh, Dan played violin. I was really hoping you wouldn't ask me because I was desperately trying to remember <laughs> it right now. So. <laughs> He played violin? That's right, he does There's play a, violin. Yeah, very well, that. very well. He's extremely talented. Um, There's a uh, Damien Rice tune. Uh, I'll think about it in a minute. He, um, I knew he played guitar, but now that you mentioned it, I think I did know that he played violin. What else is it? We have to violin have is his primary our... instrument. That's what he's played Uh-oh. since he's five. That's his... Oh, really? Yeah. Well, we're going to have to have him as our first guest and talk about <laughs> that, aren't we? Oh, yeah. No, I got, I got, I mean, I was, I was a hack who just barely learned the chords. 
Um, in fact, when I wrote out the chords and sent them to um, Barbara Jordan, who uh, was gracious enough to play with me along with some other really Dan and um, uh, the piano players, they're all really fabulous music. He was out of Chicago or something like that. I mean, really. Mm-hmm. So it's hack. So I wrote out the chords and sent them, but like I would write E7, but I told her, I'm like, just don't don't pay attention to my notations. Well, she didn't listen to me. She's like, I don't think that's an E7. I'm like, no, that's the E shape on the seventh fret. Oh. <laughs> that's, I, I don't know how, I don't know what note that is. I just know I play what looks like an E, e but on the seventh, on the seventh, fret. seventh fret. Yes. Yeah. Gotcha. She's like, oh. <laughs> oh. Okay. I guess I get it now. I will ignore that. <laughs> yeah. Um, that reminds me from my first wedding we were friends with a guy who went to Interlochen and then he went to Juilliard and now he plays for he's primary bass for the TSO Gary Gatsky and he was a friend so we're like hey man can you play at our wedding and so we had him and he invited a violinist friend of his and then we had the the piano player at the church that we had it in and we told her um, they like met up to rehearse and then she calls me and she's like I, I don't know where you found these people. This guy went to Juilliard, and this lady teaches at Interlochen. And I and I was like, "Hey, it's it's freaking basic wedding. I mean, what do you? See? I, I, I'm I'm gonna need more money. I'm gonna, fine, whatever. Just and I think we end up like doubling her fee, like the one fifty or something. She's just freaking out, and it's like, no, it was amazing. Yeah. They, they carried me. Uh, made it made it really good. It was a Blower's Daughter by Damien Rice. Blower's yeah. Daughter. Okay. Yep. I'm not gonna have to listen to that. I'm not familiar mm-hmm. with that. Yeah, this was a nice, nice song. So rewrote the words of that. Yeah, interesting note. Nice. I've actually uh, gotten a paycheck from TSO. I played with them. Did you really? When I was in high school. Wow. What uh, guitar or bassoon? Oh, bassoon. Right on. Yeah. Wow. Proud Ooh, member of the Double Reed family. Heck yeah, that's along with the oboe, and uh, that's uh, I don't know. Is that anything else? Yeah, that's pretty pretty much it. Pretty much it. The bassoon is the proud member, and then there's the oboe. The ah. Uh, yeah. I didn't know there was. Inter double read woodwind rivalry. Oh, there like was an incredible amount of nerdy stuff in band and orchestra. So, oh yeah, I was I was in marching band all through high school. And when you're in college, not at not, all. No, no. You think you're better than us? That... I mean, not because of that. Oh, <laughs> no. I never. Uh, I was never in band. Actually, I picked up guitar when I was still in junior high, mm. and so that pretty much that's what I wanted to play. Nice. I actually found, my dad found an old VHS of my senior year uh, where we went to a band competition. There's also footage of like a, a football game too. I was watching that the other day. It was very interesting. Hmm. See myself 20 years ago. With a tool. Wait, <laughs> 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 my God. Yeah. It's nice to know things have really changed, Paul. So. Yeah, well, yeah. I hope so. I don't know. I mean, I think it's like that for anybody. You know, when I was, not in high school, but like, Junior high, maybe early high school. I had a mullet. You know? Nice. I did. It's coming back, man. You should grow it out again. I think it'd be pretty sweet if I had a mullet. Yeah. I had uh, I had hair down in the middle of my back. Really? It looked like Robert Plant. The girls were kind of pissed at me because I looked like I spent about three hours curling it every morning. And no. No, Same hair. Yeah. wave. Mm-hmm. Yep. After I grew out the mullet for a long time. I grew it really long. And then I cut a mullet for a day. And this was like in 2000. One maybe two thousand. I cut them all up for a day when I decided to shave my head. So I went from super long hair, like I said, down about the middle of my back, to having a sweet mullet for a day, <laughs> and then I just shaved it off. See, that's where I went. 
when I cut all my hair off, I did went from really long hair, but I wanted to go pretty much basically really short. Mm-hmm. But I kind of went halfway. That was a horrible mistake because ah, that yeah. just looked terrible. <laughs> I mean, just awful. I was like, oh, and then you know, once you've done it, yeah, that's yeah. it, man. It's gone. So I, yeah, I started losing my hair when I was nineteen. So screw both you guys. I was like, what the hell's going on? My grandma blamed it on. Uh, Hats. She's like, you wear too many hats. Okay, I don't know that that's really the cause, but whatever. And here we are. Yeah. No, so. it's a, it's a, you know, her, hereditary baldness comes through the maternal side. That's what she was covering. Oh, that's right. That's her fault. Yes, it is. That's yeah. the maternal side. Yep. So there you go. She was no dummy. She knew that. Yeah. She, you know, redirected to the hats. You're not gonna blame me for this. Don't blame me for this. It was my fault. It's a hats. It's a hats. Like, yeah. So yeah. Well, we should have Dan for our first guest. I think it'd be yeah. very interesting. Yeah, I would get through every, pretty much every song I know on acoustic guitar. <laughs> Do you ask him to bring his violin? <laughs> what? Yeah, ask he, him to bring. Yeah. He could. He'd be more comfortable practicing that. No, he'd, he'd be good. He'd, he'd talk. Yeah. Talk for a little while, I think. Yeah, he's an interesting guy. Yeah. Right. You eventually should do a podcast with all the musicians that work here because there are quite a few of us. That's true. Yeah, we need to hurry up to get Colby before he leaves. Yeah, right? Yeah, he, yeah. he plays guitar he plays, and bass, right? He, yeah, he plays bass a little bit. I think he plays a little bit of bass. See, uh, even you would acknowledge he plays guitar. Oh, and bass, And bass, right? uh, it's See? different. It's not <laughs> Skyler, he, uh, yep. he plays the bass guitar. Yeah, that's right, he does. Who else? Who else is a musician here? Mickey. Yep. Oh, yeah, Mickey plays guitar. Mm-hmm. That's right. Mm-hmm. Dean, does Dean play? Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Wow. Oh. What's he play? Guitar. He's I didn't good. know that. Yeah. Yeah, he's one of the guys. When I was up, uh, sorry, Paul, I didn't. Oh, dang, I wish I would have brought this up. Because I bought uh, three picks in Marquette, and I did buy one for you. You did? I feel horrible. Oh. See. Oh. Uh, uh, I, I, I thought it was probably just like a Def Leppard pick you found for Dean because he's just, he's a huge Def Leppard fan. He I is a huge Def Leppard fan, but he also plays he also plays guitar. I did not know that. Hmm. Yeah. I don't think I did either. Wow. Cool. Yeah, Seems know. like we're missing somebody else too. I don't know who. I thought we had a drummer, but drummer? Well, I don't know. We need to get one. GLS band. Company, company band. We can play at the Christmas party. Oh god. We can play at summer picnics. <laughs> company band. I'll ask my kids for band names because they can come up with pretty good ones later. Right. Yeah. That's, that's right. the uh, the other night. I don't know where it came from. My son just yelled out, Barnyard Vagina. <laughs> like, I tell you, that sounded like an Australian racial slur. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, what? Oh, yeah, my... Oh, yeah, the six with a fascinated with body parts. My, my 11-year-old daughter uh, said to my 13-year-old son, and I'm truly convinced at this point it was still an innocent thing. She's, and I can't remember the context, but she said, Carter doesn't need any friends. He's got his fingers. Wow. Mandy and I couldn't even keep a straight face. We had to like turn away and pretend to do things in the kitchen. Well, this young man has life figured out, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Oh my God, that's awesome. I don't know what you're doing. You don't know how right you are, honey. Uh, What's that mean? You'll figure it out soon enough. Yep. Oh my God. Yeah, that was was a classic. (laughs) And then the other night, my daughter... She just runs out in the kitchen, grabs her crotch, thrusts it forward, and yells, Vagina power, and then runs back. 
Kids' cartoons are getting weird these days. You <laughs> never really know where that came from. You know what I mean? Yeah, when I was, yeah, I, when I was a kid watching freaking Transformers and Voltron, I never saw anybody do that. Do that crap? No. Yeah, we watched Ultimate Beastmaster for a while last night, and the five-year-old after he done uh, on his way up to bed, he basically parkoured all the way up there. But he would, he'd be like, Parkour. so he, I mean, he would stop and do the thing as soon as he was going, and he'd like pause and swing his arms <laughs> and then jump from <laughs> the stool onto the carpet. And then he climbed up the chair onto the banister, and you could hear him as he's trying to get over and uh, without touching the ground over on the stairs. You can hear him under his breath going, Is he going to make it? Is he going to make it? Is he going to make it? That's awesome. Holy crap. Yeah, it was good, good stuff. That's uh, the Saturday morning cartoon thing is no more, right? Now it's all just like. It's got to be... So it's it's Netflix, so there's uh, no... That's good yeah, point. you know. That's good it's, point. Uh, I guess on network it's, TV, it's there's on no... Demand. On what TV? Yeah, I know, yeah. right? Yeah. I have to be desperate, because if I want to watch network TV, it means i got to open my bedroom window and shove the uh, antenna out the window, <laughs> hang it, and, and shut it in there and have to watch it, so... Yeah, yeah. very often. Live sports is about it. No, yeah, I think... Uh, yeah, it's... Now everything's got to be, like purposely created for educational informational purposes it's not there's no really yeah there's no if you go on network tv now saturday mornings there's nothing like what we used to watch there's no, no like cartoons it's like and i mean no, there's like good. zoo shows and that's fine you know but it's, it's, it's totally different but i i mean i heard uh what was it uh might have been a stuff you should know podcast they're talking about like the real reason in the beginning of the 80s for all those um, kids' cartoons—they were just made to sell toys. Yeah, yeah. All it was, like the actual the toy companies and the TV studios partnered up and said, "We're going to create these cartoons to sell toys." Not because they want to tell a story, not because of anything else. No, He-Man. So, that yep. cartoon was specifically created because of the toy. Yep. Of Care Bears, I think was another one. Yep. Smurfs. Yep. Our whole I really, I thought lie. they did it for the goodness of their heart. Nope, nope. For our young our entertainment. Whole, our whole childhood is a corporate lie, Mike. I feel manipulated. I do. I, I have a Voltron toy on my desk, though, so. I, I, want still, my harbor, I still harbor some bitterness against my parents for not buying me the uh, kangaroo shoes with the zipper on. <laughs> I had a pair of those. The ruse? Bastard. Pocket oh shoe? Kangaroo pocket shoe? Yes. That's what you I'm talking about. Them. Holy crap. I'm, I'm not sure what I was going to put in the pocket of my shoes. But you the couldn't fact that fit I, a lot. No, but I I just wanted to be able to, you know. I think I could get like four quarters in there, maybe, you know, or like a rock or something. Enough you know, to, you found. Yeah, yeah, enough to buy. Well, I would get for four quarters when you were kids. Four quarters when you were kids. kids. You could just like two gallons of gas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, two gallons of two gas. Two gallons of gas. <laughs> Groceries right? for a week. Groceries for a week. I was focused on hot dogs and moon pies. <laughs> That's yeah, what yeah, I was. Yeah. Uh, I grew up in the south, so it was freaking moon pies and. Gut busters. You, were, you grew up in Cadillac? No. <laughs> that is not the South. <laughs> I didn't know that. No. Oh. No, no, no. Was, I remember one convenience store called Zooms. They had what they called a gut buster. It was a cheese hot dog wrapped in bacon and deep fried. Oh, and it was, that it is. It was glorious. That does not bust your gut. <laughs> it busts your, that's a, that's a heart buster. Yeah. They call it the heartbreaker. That was yeah. glorious. They sell it with a, sell it with a set of paddles. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Nitro pill, <laughs> right? Nitro pill. Six-year-old popping the pill in his chest. Ah, oh, it's good. Okay. Yeah. No, yeah, I'm gonna. Uh, I think I'll talk to Dan about maybe coming on next yeah. time, and we can see what he has to say, and that could be a very interesting conversation. Yeah, it could be a very interesting conversation. Should uh, see if you can download some of his old band's music. Oh, that'd be cool. I had 
a CD of it. I know. Like, we, I listened to it with you one yeah, day. We were listening right. on the road. Yeah. What's, yeah, they what's made the some CDs. band's name? Jawbone? Yeah, Jawbone. Oh. Yeah, they toured. Man, they were they were playing the circuit. Yeah, they, yeah. they were playing with like, Mustard Plug and Domestic Problems. And, wow. Burp uh, Pipe, I think. Burp Pipe, yeah. Those around the same area. Yeah, same area, same time down there. Yeah. I think... Deep Shag. Do you remember those guys? No. 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 They're local Grand Rapids bands. Yeah. Hopefully we won't have Back to... Back in the 90s. Yeah. No more than 10 seconds. I don't, I don't think we can afford royalties. Well, if he gives us permission, I think we're good. Yeah, as long as he's a songwriter on it or right. whoever owns the rights. Yeah. I yeah. don't think anybody... It's only... I, I don't think uh, somebody would actually have to hear the podcast for them to discover the violation, so... That's true. Yeah. We're pretty that's safe that's for a good while. Point. All right. Yeah. Well, I was picking through your SoundCloud and found something I thought would be... Oh yeah, yeah. Maybe I need to idea. make. I'll actually. I'll email you that file because okay. SoundCloud compresses it. So okay, it's yeah. like away from the sonic beauty of it a little bit. Mm. So I'll mm-hmm. uh, email you the wave file for that. Okay, well, I wouldn't want to. I wouldn't want to miss any <laughs> of the the nuance of your talent. Yeah, no, you don't want to so miss that. I don't. Yeah, it's, there's things going on in the background that you can't hear. You know? stuff. No, yeah, right. I, I mean, I'd still I, every little thing contributes. And you, the emotion doesn't come through. Yeah, the notes, the notes, the notes do. Compressed. The notes do, but the emotion doesn't. Mm. Yeah, that's yeah, great. Right. So <laughs> you'll yes, you feel angry when you listen to the emotion. Yeah. yeah. Gonna come through. Gonna, Actually, I think what you were talking it. about was a little more upbeat. Little more it was. Crazy. It was. Yeah, because uh, yeah, yeah, most of the stuff's uh, more like metalcore and stuff like yeah. that. That was the one that. Yeah, I think it would. Because I remember when I good. when I recorded it, and after I got done with it, I'm like, that is the cheesiest thing. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask you what were you going through in your life when you wrote that? What was the? Uh, I just found a backing track, and I'm like, what are some cheesy chords to play over this? <laughs> and then I laid some lead lines yeah. over the top of it, and I'm like, it just sounds poppy and cheesy. Oh man, Perfect. I was hoping for just uh, just got a new puppy or. No, Something. no. The my antidepressants, I they they I was over medicating on them. Oh, so the, okay. Living the life, huh? Yeah, right, yeah, you know? yeah. And just uh, just got done touring. Yeah, exactly. And uh, touring manager manager calls and like, man, I don't know if we're gonna go on another one. This might be it. This might be the end yeah. of the road. Yeah, yeah. No, not quite. No. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, we'll. Uh, I guess as we're getting to the end here, we'll. Uh, yeah, I'm serious about getting Dan on next, and I kind of want to go through all the uh, all the employees at, mm-hmm. at some point and get them on here. And any parting thoughts, words of wisdom that you want the people who listen to the first test episode to hear? <laughs> no, I just think... Uh, no pain, no gain? Know. Right. Got no a website? That is on our website. I know. Yeah. No pain, no gain? Yeah. That's Rob's quote. Yeah. On his picture. Mm-hmm. No pain, no gain. Yeah. What's my quote on my picture? What did you guys put on there? You put it on there. You your, did something. Your yeah. picture, I don't think your picture's on there yet, is it? Oh, yeah, it is. It, have they put the new ones oh, on? Oh, all the new ones are yeah. on. Yes, I'm going to go look at that. www.greatlakesstainless.com Go to the website, find us on Instagram and Facebook. Mainly Instagram. Mainly Instagram. I've been I've been sharing all of our posts, or trying to share all of our posts to Facebook. I can't. I share them to my personal account. Yeah, I have to. Right. Yeah, I can because I set up the. As yeah, an if you're an admin, then, yeah, yeah, you can. So I can share from Instagram to that. But for sure, check us out on social media. Yep, Instagram, leave some comments. Facebook website, write a review. iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your favorite podcasts, and we'll see you next week.